1: Hello and welcome back to Talking Trading in 2016. I'm financial journalist Caroline Stephen. We kick the year off today with the three-time World Cup trading champion, Andrea Unja. Andrea is the only person to win the World Cup three times. And we speak to the Italian Supremo today about his trading journey. We find out what motivated him to get into the markets – what he learned from his wins, and why what brings him the most happiness is the perception of freedom that trading brings, which allows him to feel in possession of his life. He also shares candidly about key lessons he had to learn in the markets, such as stay humble and trade small, it's better to become rich slowly than poor quickly, and to keep your charts simple. He's a delightful Italiano with a strong accent and it is a great interview. But first, let's take a look at the markets for 2016 with economist and Sky Business News commentator, Jonathan Barrett. <laughs> John O'Barrett, lovely to talk to you in 2016. How are you? Good, thanks,
0: Caroline. Very good and looking forward to a really good year. Great. How did the markets close in New York over the weekend? Look, across the board it was very, very strong. In fact, we've had quite a few sessions which have been very strong. Um, you know, the Dow closed up uh, 2.5%, 330 odd points and S&P also up. So very strong, very strong market, very strong close. I guess the question we've got to see the reasons as to why it has been so strong. And what are they? Look, I think, once again, the market's getting back onto, you know, uh, weaker economics, um, you know, and the fact that the stimulus will be there for a lot longer. Janet Yellen's comments during the week concerning, um, you know, the, um, I guess, the state of the economy in the FOMC meeting, you know, sort of there was a hint that, well, interest rates might remain low. And in fact, the increase in interest rates we saw perhaps will be the last one for some time. So we're seeing this stimulus in the market again, of course, then people starting to put that stimulus trade on, which is naturally buying equities. And how's the Australian market looking? The Aussie's been quite strong, the Aussie market, um, but it's been a little bit tentative given the fact that we've still got major issues over in China. Now, I think the interesting thing at the moment will be whether or not, you know, this rally we've seen in equities, uh, which is purely a result of stimulus once again being poured into the markets, whether it's sustainable, and at the end of the day, does that translate to demand for our goods now, just after Christmas when we saw the fall, that wasn't the case. So it will be interesting to see over the next two sessions or a couple of sessions as to whether or not we feel that will be stronger for our market given the stimulus.
1: How's Europe looking at the moment?
0: Well, once again, it's a bit of a concern. Um, when you see that um, drug is continuing to put massive amounts of stimulus in the market, when you also look not just in Europe but you also look in Japan and you can see that Japan's for the first time um, you know, for uh, I think since 1947, uh, we've got negative interest rates. So that's when you put $100 in with the central bank and you get $99 back. That's a big first and that indicates also quite a weak uh, a weak economy. So a bit of an issue there. Uh, but with all this stimulus, we might see some, some really interesting stuff.
1: Positions you're looking at this week?
0: Look, uh, I've been looking at uh, quite a few. In fact, for the last week or so, I've been looking at the resource sector and the gold sector. Uh, because I think at the end of the day, this has to translate into demand. And we're seeing uh, massive amounts of stimulus in China. So at the end of the day, that must hold well for us uh, in, terms of, um, in terms of demand for our, our, our primary inputs, obviously copper, um, iron ore, et cetera, and coal. So at the end of the day, I think that sector, to me, has been ravished over the last couple of years because the prices of these things have so, been so low. So at the end of the day, you've got lean, clean um, you know, mining areas, uh, companies, that I think when we do get a bounce, uh, you'll find some good, solid returns.
1: And any final advice you'd say to traders this week?
0: Look, I think if you're looking for the the long-term haul, then I think the exposure to the resource sector, um, I think is something to really look at. Long-term, you don't often get a chance at BHP at $15. Um, Although they've got some hiccups, but if you're looking for that long-term approach, then some of these areas, Fortescue, Rio, all these things, there's a good chance to get some good stocks in at some very, very good levels.
1: John O'Barrett, thank you for
0: your time. Okay, Caroline, have a good good week. Hi, my name is Meredith Jones, author of Women of the Street, Why Female Money Managers Outperform and How You Can Too, and I listen to Talking Trading.
1: Andrea Unja is the only person to win the World Cup Trading Championships three years in a row. We speak to him now about his trading journey. Andrea, all the way from Italy, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Hello everybody and thanks for inviting me. And everyone, let's fall in love with Andrea's Italian accent. Andrea, tell us a little bit about you personally. What attracted you to trading?
2: Oh, well, um, I totally ignored trading when I was young. When I started uh, buying stocks uh, on tips and so on, as as many people do, I started seeing uh, in this uh, the possibility to get that kind of freedom I was looking for. I mean, uh, uh, trading can be done everywhere, from every place, and um, it can be planned, let's say, to cope uh, with all the other things in our lives. So if you are successful, you can do it with a degree of freedom that I believe no other job allows you to have.
1: Andrea, can you give the listeners a little bit of insight into your trading? What's your style, your strategy, some of the timeframes you use?
2: Oh, well, I might say that today I do everything. Today, I, I understood markets were changing, so I tried to adapt my trading style and mix different kind of approaches so that I have today a broad portfolio of strategies where I mix trend following, short, medium term, counter trend, uh, bias strategies which uh, take advantage of the identity of each market, let's say. So, I try to find out if a market has a repetitive behavior from time to time and, and tried to find a way to take advantage of that
1: can you split your trading experience between your personal trading and your championships
2: oh that's that's uh, well, championships is uh, is part of my history now because the last uh, I participated and won was back in two thousand and twelve and I can tell you it 's a lot of stress so after that uh, fourth victory, I gave up in competing because it was uh, it was too much, especially because i was Putting together championships and personal trading, uh, which are the same, but are also different.
1: Can you just explain to the listeners about the championships that you entered and won? Explain what you had to do and who it was against.
2: Against the, the rest of the world, because that championship is a World Cup trading championship, and there are traders from all over the world I was competing in the futures division, and uh, in some years that was uh, together with a Forex as well, so all things with derivatives and leverage, and uh, mm, that is also the division where you find uh, the highest number of participants. I was competing against everybody with different trading styles. The key point of such a championship and why I think it makes it important is that it is uh, uh, over a period of 12 months. So because it cuts out most of all the lucky picks that lead people to victory in shorter championships over one year you have really to to be good because you cannot be just simply lucky did you uh, learn it's a lot, lot of stress as i mentioned i did learn a lot because uh, what was important in this sort of thing is well consider a championship you need performance because obviously you have to have to the, get, get the highest percentage to beat the other competitors. So you need performance, and you need performance within a reasonable period of time because 12 months are long, as I mentioned, in terms of stress, but are very short when you have to achieve something. So if you consider that in 12 months, you have to get the highest possible percentage, you have also to consider that you have to be ready to change your approach, to change your trading style, to change your strategies whenever you feel that there is something weird in the markets. So, uh, my experience in the championships helped me to react quickly and uh, possibly properly to all the ongoing changes that uh, we find in today's markets. And that helped a lot in my personal trading, because also, obviously, in my personal trading, as it, that is my job. I have to change whenever markets change. So to survive in trading, you have to be the fastest to change together with the markets, in my opinion. And championships helped a lot in this. I noticed
1: a few silver cups behind you when we were tuning in for this Skype phone call. What did you win when you became the best trader in the world?
2: Well, um, just trophies and uh, some fame, of course, uh, satisfaction, which is the the most important (laughs) part of it. Uh, You know, I I can tell you what, uh, Americans, uh, I'm nothing against uh, the Amis, of course, but they see all in a business perspective. So participating to the championships, uh, from their point of view, gives you the opportunity to work as an advisor for their uh, company and uh, to get followers and to make money, of course, which is fine. But they ignore completely the satisfaction you get from winning a championship. I wanted to compete to win. I wanted to feel to be the best. And that was the great victory out of a championship, not <laughs> the trophies, okay, I get a plate, a silver plate here in the European championship and then some bull and bear trophies, uh, four bull and bear trophies for the World Cup trading championships, which are perfectly fine. They stay here in my studio, but uh, they just remind me of uh, that uh, pretty nice experience I had.
1: Let's go now to your personal trading. What does your typical trading day look like?
2: Mm, it's a boring stuff. <laughs> trading <laughs> is boring, believe me. I, I have a, a major part of my trading completely automated. It is running on automated platforms on a cloud server. So all I do in the morning, I get up, I switch my computer on and I go and check if all the strategies are running properly. My time zone helps because uh, when it's morning here, it's uh, also the real core of the day starts here in uh, Europe. I also do some discretionary trading. So again, in the morning, I start downloading uh, the data of the day before, and then I study my, my setups. All my day then is passed through running errands. I mean, uh, related to trading and some to my personal life, I could be free in theory to do whatever I want. In truth, I sit here and watch <laughs> the charts <laughs> as a stupid guy <laughs> and, uh, and I develop new ideas, new strategies. I always work on improving myself because, as I mentioned before, you have always be ready and fast to change when it's necessary.
1: In the beginning, what do you think differentiated you from the average man-on-the-street trader? What did you have that they
2: didn't? Uh, you should ask them, probably. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many guys out there who tried and failed, so it's difficult to uh, to interview all of them. What do well, you think uh, you've got? I that's... was curious. I was very very curious. And I really love this, uh, this job. I love uh, all uh, the, the path. It leads you to a new idea, to a new strategy. So I do this with real passion, and I believe this helped a lot because I never thought, believe me, I never thought of the money I could make. And also today when I look at the, at the strategies running, I don't look at the PNL as money flowing in or out. I see that as numbers, numbers telling me if my stuff works or not so it's it's something where I'm really passionate about and I believe that this makes a huge difference as it does in in any in any job of course
1: if you were working a full-time day job what three steps would you recommend a retail trader do to start earning income as a successful trader
2: well um, I believe that uh, obviously it's not easy to cope with a full-time job but first of all if you really want to do something in the markets you have to look for something that, uh, is, uh, that can stay in place with your full-time job. So it's it's crazy to think about a scalping strategy where you have to sit in front of a monitor eight hours a day. You have to think about something that leads you to placing orders, for example, in the early morning, and uh, just to check positions, maybe at night, and things like that. So daily bars or even better weekly bars where you can plan your trades during the weekends. Obviously... Such an approach makes a difference in terms of uh, revenues and uh, timing of the revenues. But we have to be to be patient. Patient is another of the tips for anybody, actually, not only for the full-time job people. You have to be patient, and you have absolutely to avoid to be greedy. I often mention one thing: is uh, it's better to become rich slowly than poor very quickly. <laughs>
1: That's very good. Thinking about a price chart, what three things would you recommend a trader educate themselves on when reading a chart?
2: Oof, it's it's difficult to say fix because, you know, trading is so, so personal. First of all, I think everything has to be kept simple. When you look at, uh, at, at charts or whatever, you have to... To keep it simple, as simple as possible, because the more you complicate it, the worse it becomes to, to take a decision, to make how, a decision. How
1: do you keep it simple?
2: Don't put place too many indicators, uh, too many oscillators. All that stuff creates only a very nice colored chart, uh, very nice to be sold from some uh, gurus, uh, but difficult to use. So if you use some basic support and resistance lines and maybe some basic moving averages, not to get triggers, not to get setups, but just to understand what's happening, and then you start looking at at what happened, trying to read what's on the chart and to understand it, and make a lot of paper trading, simulate your trading before you go live. simulate, simulate, but also remember that simulation is totally different from real trading with your real money. So once you feel comfortable with your paper trading, then you can go live but st- stay humble and trade small because when you are in a market with your own money it, it's a totally different story.
1: Stay humble and trade small How's, yes did it take you to go from being a a relatively novice trader to being an experienced trader making good profits?
2: Suppose I am an experienced trader making good profits. It seems so far it has been, but who knows? The markets are always there ready to punish Anybody who doesn't stay humble, as I mentioned before, I was lucky. At the beginning, I started trading on instruments here in Italy, which were affected by inefficiencies. They were copper warrants, which were sort of options, but quoted from banks. And their software had some delays in quoting. So being good at maths, it was easy to find out when prices quoted by the bank were wrong, um, underquoted. And it was easy to make money that way, so it was sort of a video game that allowed me to make uh, some decent money in my early steps. And obviously, I was aware it couldn't last forever because banks are no charity institute. and uh, I understood that I had to to start developing. So, from when I started then studying my trading strategies to when they were consistently profit, I think it took about two years, more or less, two years of work, but considering work with covered shoulders from the gains made before, if you have to eat or to give food to your children with uh, the money you earn from the markets different because the stress you are subjected, it's, it's totally another thing, you know, you are not sitting there quietly, you are nervous and it might take more and it might also lead to many more mistakes.
1: Going back to your stay humble and trade small, is that in direct reference to position sizing?
2: Yes, it is. And uh, I didn't understand the power of position sizing in my early days. Then I read the book, Trading Game, from Ryan Jones, and that opened to, a world… Just say that again,
1: Trading Game by Brian Jones?
2: Ryan, Ryan Jones.
1: Ryan Jones.
2: Yes, he's the inventor developer of the fixed ratio… A position sizing model, which I don't mean is the best, it's one of the models. I obviously can also mention Ralph Vince, who is also a friend of mine. Uh, my problem was that I, I didn't find any good material here in Italy. So I started picking materials everywhere I could on the internet, uh, purchasing books, reading, and, and testing myself. And at the end, in 2006, I wrote the first book in Italian language about money money management and position sizing which I'm proud of, also because this book has recently been translated into Chinese and is now sold in China. And um, I understood that uh, that was the key. I mean, it's not the key, again, to become rich, but to survive and to to be able to go on in the markets. Because there you learn what it means to trade small, because small is easy to understand, but what is small applied to position sizes, to trades, that is what you have to understand. And uh, position sizing is the, the way to try to look into the matter in a, in a proper way.
1: What do you love about trading, Andrea?
2: I mentioned again the freedom uh, or the perception of freedom it gives. Because I mentioned, I sit here watching at my charts, so I'm not really free, but I could be free. So the idea that you can stand up and go whenever you want, uh, the idea that you can do that Sitting here or sitting in a hotel room across the beach, where you can go and, and lie in the sun, some hours later, uh, don't do it on the beach because you see some pics of people with a laptop on the beach. They are crazy because the sand is wasting your laptop. So don't do it there. <laughs> do it in a hotel room. But you believe. I mean, the freedom, the perception of freedom is so important because you really feel like you are, you are in uh, in touch with your your life. You are uh, in let's say in strict contact with everything you need to do to have to be to be happy happy does not mean you're making money happy means you are uh, in real possession of your life
1: if you were going to give three final pieces of advice to traders listening what would they be
2: always study and be curious because uh, There is no free lunch out there, so you have to love this and to look into that, so you have to be curious, try to understand what's going on in the markets. Again, and I will never give up, stay humble, because uh, it's not a way to become uh, the new Rockefeller. It's it's a way to do an interesting uh, job, see it this way. And uh, related to the study also, Try to pick all the information out there, but be also critical to what you see. There are so many gurus selling stuff. Uh, At least try to be sure those gurus are traders themselves. Try to really find out. And if they don't clearly state they are traders, go away. Because uh, it's easy to teach when you are not in the markets, but it's always difficult to apply what is taught. So if you want to be sure that you can apply it, at least be sure that the guy teaching it is applying it himself.
1: Andre, when you look back on your trading journey, what are you most proud of in yourself and what you've
2: achieved? I'm proud of uh, uh, being so detached and also love with trading. Um I'm detached in terms, but I don't mind. I mean, I have a wonderful family. And uh, whatever happens, that could not be taken away from me, related to trading, of course. So if something in trading goes wrong, my life would not change, really. So I am detached, so I keep the distance from that. It's not the reason of my life, but I'm also uh, proud of being in love with it because I love to doing it. So I'm, I'm happy that I chose this. So I think uh, uh, I have to be proud about my mindset about trading in general.
1: I'm trying to think of the Italian. The only Italian I know is "molto bene," which is very good, isn't it?
2: Yeah, molto bene.
1: Molto bene, Andrea. Would you like to offer our listeners any resources?
2: I I I do have a website, but uh, my my workshops and seminars are very very seldom. So I would not uh, probably be the right sales guy. But I can tell you one thing: I was convinced by some uh, friends. Uh, to prepare an, an online course about um, my approach to trading systems. And that uh, uh, is available or will be, depends on the period of time you are listening to this through the skilledacademy.com. There you find my material.
1: Andrea, I love talking to you this evening all the way from Italy. Thank you so much for your time and coming on to Talking Trading in your gorgeous Italian accent.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't realize that. But thank you for inviting me, and uh, I, I was it was a pleasure. I mean, I'm it's fantastic to imagine that I'm talking to Australian guys right now. I've been talking to you, and uh, it was my pleasure, of course. Ciao,
1: ciao. And that is all we have for you today, guys, for our first show of 2016. Stay tuned next week to hear Forex gun Pete Armstrong on how he turned $20,000 into $2.2 million in 12 weeks and hear some of his experiences whilst trading for a billionaire. I'm Caroline Stephen, and on behalf of the team, thanks for your company, we'll see you next week.
2: You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next
1: week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.